Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. It is a personal transformation podcast, focusing on improving your life, business, and your relationships. Hosted by Eldin Hassa, a mindset coach, relationship coach, author of a self-help book titled, Are We All Fucked?, which is a step-by-step guide to becoming a best version of yourself. Available on Amazon Worldwide, and also on his website, eldinhasser.com. Eldin is also a spiritual teacher, public speaker, workshop, and seminar facilitator, and a successful property investor and developer, with passion for transforming lives globally for over 15 years. We have over 2 million downloads of our podcast. As a thank you, get a free copy of Eldin's book on his website, eldinhasser.com. Also, we are hosting a free Peak Mindset Masterclass. Get your free ticket on his website, formulaeq.com, or find the link in this podcast. Hurry, seats are limited. Share this podcast with your friends and family and help our mission to empower humanity. Please remind yourself every day how amazingly awesome you already are. Thank you and welcome your amazing host, Eldin Hassa. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Human Experience Podcast. This is your host, Eldin Hassa. As you all know, I am in London, England, and my guest today is joining us from United States. His name is Robert Hessler, and he uh, was formerly a very successful business owner, um, lawyer, attorney, valuation advisor, entrepreneur, but um, since a certain uh, traumatic experience event, which almost cost him his life, he has changed his career and he now spends his days teaching others how to overcome challenges, how to succeed in life, um, you know, overcome the traumas that they are going through. So welcome, Robert. Could you kindly introduce yourself to our audience and we can dive into your amazing, inspiring story. Um, It's really, really, um, I can say, look, to the audience, this guy, doctors told him he's going to probably die. There was only 3% chance he's going to live. So welcome, Robert. Thank you. Thank you, Alden, for having me. Uh, I look forward to our dialogue and conversation today. Um, I'll introduce myself. Like he said, I'm from the United States. I uh, worked, I was a serial entrepreneur. If you would ask me four years ago what I did for a living, that was kind of my response. Uh, I, I grew up here in the same town that I live in now, in Jacksonville, Florida. My life wasn't easy from the beginning. Uh, it was marked with tragedy. I had a, an abusive father. Then I had a mother that died while I was a teenager. Uh, 17. Um, and then I went on to uh, support my family and my three brothers um, through, uh, I guess, re- attaining the age of 19 or so. And then I went on off to college and when I got my accounting degree and law degree and then went off and started opening businesses. I loved business. I loved creating things. I loved connecting with people, networking with people. My belief system was always 
you know, grow, grow, grow. And if you're not growing or spending time on yourself growing, then there's not, what else is there? So I was always someone that, and I still am even more today, someone that believes that you have to spend a lot of time on yourself. The rewards, uh, both internally and externally, are just can't be even, can't even be quantified. So it's important to educate yourself and you can learn something from everyone, uh, no matter who they are. There's always someone you can learn something from. So having said that, I was, I was at the highlight of my career, the peak of my career in November 2017. My dream was to do international real estate. So I had just landed a deal uh, and just returned back from a trip from Germany. I was doing self-storage industry in Germany. I actually had flights booked to return in December of 2017 to close out a deal in Germany and hired my own private pilot because I, my kids are a big part of my life and I knew that I wanted to be back and forth with them uh, because they were at the time, the two youngest ones were 10 and seven at the time of the, in, the incident. And so I wanted to be back and forth with them and my wife and I had separated. So I was going to be back and forth one week on and one week off so I could have the children with me because the children are part of my life. I mean, they're the most important things. So the reason I'm probably still here, that that mindset and that motivation in and of itself was enough to make it through it. So anyway, in 2017, I bought a brand new vehicle and I was at idle in a parking lot and it just exploded. Uh, it's a mystery on some level uh, of what happened, but it, bottom line is exploded. Next thing I know, it's six months later. I'm waking up in a burn unit of a hospital, not really knowing what's going on and ended up staying for 18 consecutive months. And after that 18 months, there's all kind of continued treatment that I had to continue to go on. So I spent another four to six months in and out of hospitals. I lost both my hands as a part of this. Uh, they were both required to be amputated because the burns were so significant, they couldn't be saved. I lost my right ear, although it didn't affect my hearing but I did lose my right ear uh, and then suffered because of the, the sedentary lifestyle of living in a hospital, as glamorous as it might feel, or seem just sitting around watching TV all day was not very good for my legs. So I suffered severe neuropathy. So they told me I would not walk again, uh, which I refused to accept. Uh, I believe the mind can heal the body. Uh, and I believe there's a lot of things that you can do to, to heal yourself internally. And I practice hypnosis a lot, self-hypnosis. I've become very, very adept at. So I'm now walking. Uh, I, again, I am, haven't conquered the art of running, but that's my next goal is to start running again, especially as my daughter gets older. She's getting harder and harder. She turns 11 next month. So I've got to, I've got to get quicker on my feet. Um, so after this struggle and you know sitting in the hospital and sitting on the couch you know because you couldn't do I couldn't do anything for a while I just you know I, I had to change my belief system about who I was because my mind unlike not to discount in any way someone that's born with loss of limbs it's a little different because they don't know anything different so my challenge is not less it's just different so but my challenge was new for me because my brain still said, you can do all these things, Robert. And then I had to match my brain up with my new body. And to say that I'm 100% there would be a misrepresentation. That's still, that's, that's an ongoing challenge. And it may be for, for the foreseeable future. It's just, 
it's it's hard to describe, but your brain just doesn't remember. It remembers all the stuff you used to do that you could do, and th- just the little things, picking up so picking up a French fry, you know, grabbing a hamburger by yourself, things, scratching your ear or scratching you know around because I'm limited because my burns were on from my waist up, basically, except for my face. So I burn from the whole waist up everything. So I'm very limited in my range of motion. So. Even if I were to have hands, I couldn't reach certain things just because I can't extend beyond, you know, so I can't reach around. I can't put, put my elbows together and things like that because my skin, I was basically like a puzzle they put back together through skin grafts using my legs, the leg, the, the donor skin. So they would have to let it harvest, put me back together and then wait till new skin grew on my legs. And then after a month and re-scrape it and redo it. So it was a very painful process. Uh, and that was another challenge is, you know, coming off of the pain medication, opiates, you cannot, obviously, they have to give you some kind of painkillers with the type of injuries I sustained. And that, and the PTSD were probably the two hardest things that, uh, and the PTSD may never leave. I mean, it's, it's just a matter of managing it at this point and creating new pathways within the brain and, and uh, overcoming the opiates. I've been off the opiates now. I've Finally had one of my last hardest surgeries. It's been about 210 days now since December of last year. I did a, a, a detox and came off. And that was that was a very trying process, you know, because of three years, over three years at that point of extensive opiates that you're required to take otherwise to even survive, they have to manage your pain when you have the extent of injury. So I woke up uh, a couple of months ago and uh, just, I was listening to Tony Robbins. He's been very impactful in my life. He's, you know, he was before he is after, but I've always been a self-help book guy. I always, I don't like fiction. I like nonfiction. I like inspirational things. And I just decided, you know, I got to share this message. I want to get it out there. I want to write. There's everybody would tell me around me, you need to write a book. You inspire me, you inspire me. But what they don't realize is, I, by the, me inspiring them, they're actually inspiring me more. So it's therapy for me to inspire people. I get more benefit than they do. Although it's hard to describe, and you probably can identify with it, but when I help someone or in any way or can touch someone's life or anything, the benefit that I get in my mind, in my mindset, is so far outweighs whatever I gave to them. Um, so I, I do it almost for selfish reasons, even though I, I love inspiring people, I actually get a bigger benefit and it makes me feel good about my life and my biggest muscle to exercise now, because I used to exercise many muscles is my brain. I can't exercise the, the same old muscles and the hands and the arms and like I used to. Uh, uh so now I focus hundred percent on my brain and what I can do with it. And spirituality is a huge part of my life. My model belief, I think is a little similar to what I've read, you know, what we talked about briefly. And so we're all spiritual beings. And so I've had to, um, I've really strengthened myself in that area right now. So I'm just trying to get my message out of overcoming adversity, which has been a theme throughout my life. And I've never let anything get me down. Anything that some people would perceive as negative, I look as an opportunity to do something or to educate myself uh, or a, a mistake. And as long as you learn from it. It's a good thing. So I've always said to my kids, the smartest person in the world is the person who made the most mistakes and learned from them. <laughs> the key is learning from them and turning trauma or tragedy into triumph. 
And, you know, certainly there have definitely been times where I, through this process, that I didn't feel like getting out of bed and, and I did not feel like going and having someone else, you know, have to depend on someone else to do all the basic daily life activities. That's a challenge. Asking for help is a challenge. Was a challenge for me because I was a doer. I was, a, I was just the one that I was the one that helped people. And so reinventing myself and understanding that you got to ask for help. You know, everybody needs help at different levels at different times in their life. And that was a hard thing for me to learn. But I also, to them, I see how happy people are. The humans in general, I believe, are great people. And everybody has a kindness in them. And they like helping people. Uh, I see behind you, you have be kind. So it's be kind and have courage. In the movie Cinderella, I remember my daughter and I watching it. And it said, she told her Cinderella as a child, be, be kind and have courage. And so my daughter and I joke about that. But I always remind her to be kind and have courage. So... I've learned to ask for help and receive help. That was something I've overcome. And that's what I'd like to allow people, give, tell people that you just need to, when you need help, ask for it. Don't be stubborn because it helps you, but it, you're actually, the other person feels, you know, uh, positive about that. So I think everybody benefits uh, by being, being willing to receive gifts from other people, not financial gifts necessarily, generosity with their time, you know, physical help, any type of help. Helping people as a human race is a good thing. And, um, and overcoming adversity and not letting it, so when you get kicked to your knees, being able to stand back up uh, is important. It's not easy, but once you're there, it feels really good. And uh, you have to just change your belief system, your habits, create new habits. Um, and so all of those kind of things, there's so many little layers and depth to what I've had to overcome. And I'm still fighting on some levels. I'm not perfect and I, and I won't be perfect ever. So that's the good news is I've got a lot of time to continue to grow. And I want to, uh, along this journey and the series and, and book and things that I plan on doing, um, I'm hoping to inspire people uh, to, to overcome whatever adversity because they may not have the exact same adversity as me, but in their mind, it's still just as traumatic. So it's all relative. And so no matter what adversity you're facing, my message is it can be overcome. And there are tools, tricks, and tips that I like to share with people uh, as I go through the process. Wonderful, wonderful. Very, very inspiring, Robert. And you are very humble in everything that you just described. Um, and as you said, everyone is still kind of work in progress. Nobody's like finished article uh, at wherever you are in life. And for our viewers and listeners, if you'd like to um, sort of describe, would you say that your process of going through the transformation and overcoming the adversity and challenges, would you say that a big part was playing the your positive daily rituals prior to the accident? That Yes, sorry to interrupt, but yes, um, yeah. a, a lot of the daily rituals, although they change, but the, the ability to habit form, change your habits, change your beliefs, change your life, uh, and in an instant, you can decide to be happy, uh, no matter what the circumstances, you know, they're, they're, if you, you're, you have nothing in, at all in your life and you feel horrible at this point in time, uh, you know, you can choose to still be happy. 
it's really just a choice and it, and it sounds kind of silly, but it really is in my mind that easy. You just decide to be happy no matter what you're doing and whatever you focus on, you're going to get. Uh, so as long as you focus in my mind, I've always thought that if I act like this is going to happen and I believe it's going to happen and I go ahead and just act like it's already happened, you know, the universe kind of has this way of, uh, putting all the pieces in place for you. And so what you focus on is what you're going to get. If you, if you worry, you're living in the future. If you feel guilty, you're living in the past. So if you're happy, you're living in the present. And so my message is, you know, kind of just be happy. Don't worry. Because most of the stuff we all know, I know I'm not telling you anything. Most stuff never even materializes. And feeling guilty isn't going to help. You can't change the past uh, unless you've got a DeLorean with Michael J. Fox that I'm not aware of. <laughs> you can't change the past. So, you know, live in the present, be present, enjoy the time you have on this earth and always grow. Always, always. You can always educate yourself. I don't care if it's the person scrubbing the floors or the president of the UK. It doesn't matter. You can learn from that person. Never know one human being is different than any others. There's just different things you can learn from different people, but always like you pointed out, and I appreciate you saying that because I don't intend to do it, but I am very humble. I've always been humble. I've always had great empathy for people in general. I'm always humble, be humble, I have courage and be kind. And I think if you live by those things, although I hadn't, haven't coined that phrase before, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that's really a good strategy of life. I think that's important. And uh, I know that the COVID, although with me, I had already coined the term new normal for me because I was already living a new normal. I'd actually literally using those words on a routinely basis before COVID ever hit. I was, I would tell people, this is my new normal. And then COVID hit and the phrase was adopted, not by me, you know, but it was something I was saying, you know, to my internal circle and a strong support system is good. Surround yourself with people that are positive is important. And, you know, get rid of those people that are negative. There are those negative Nellies. We can't help some people. It just, they just like to be negative. And I do everything I can to, to avoid people that try to talk negative or speak negative or kind of that. I, I just don't, I'm not drawn to those people. So I think your internal support system, if you have some kind of control over it, should be like-minded people that will challenge you um, on a spiritual level, which is important, uh, and an intelligence level, and just help you be a better person. And at the same time, you're helping them be a better person. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. And for the viewers and listeners, I want to just point out a couple of things. So you see, uh, Robert mentioned when COVID hit. So um, historically, human beings, we have had, you know, financial crisis. There was credit crunch. There was many different cycles. Something has happened every 10, 15, 20 years that has shook literally at to the core of the finance of the economy, people losing jobs, you know, foreclosure on their property, properties getting repossessed, you know, um, people dying. So now it's COVID, but years ago was something else and something else and something else. So the message I have for you and Robert already shared is that if you keep 
working on yourself, keep inspiring yourself, keep educating yourself consistently, working on your mindset, working on your spirituality, working on your emotional resilience, working on your skill set. So now when something hits, you are equipped to deal with whatever that is. And, you know, yes, it's great to aim to surround yourself with like-minded people, positive people. But if you cannot at present begin by avoiding watching fear propaganda, reading fear propaganda, the negative content, choose, dedicate, you know, the time wisely to choose to listen to this podcast and take notes whatever resonates with you, then take that knowledge and apply in your life. Don't just sort of watch or listen to this podcast as a bedtime story because, you know, uh, knowledge isn't power. Knowledge, actionable knowledge, knowledge plus action gives you power. So if it's just knowledge, it's just data. Data is useless. Just analysis is not going to give you much of the results you are requiring. So, um I'm going to bring on Robert again to tell us a little bit more about his current book, because I know he signed the book deal. And also there is an Amazon uh, series, a documentary, I believe. Can we talk a little bit about that, Robert? Yeah, we'll talk about the, the docu. Well, now they have a hybrid and this didn't exist, I don't think, prior to my hospital stay. So as you can imagine, with technology and everything changing, it was like I came back and the iPhones had changed, the Android phones had changed. And now instead of documentaries and series, they have docu-series and it's kind of a hybrid. So the goal of the series is to uh, kind of show the struggle that I've had to go through uh, and my fight back and where I'm going. But the most main focus is where I'm going and where I'm heading into the future. It's not so much, you know, we want to talk a little bit about what I went through, but that's, you know, that's the past uh, and it was difficult, but we don't want to focus on that. We want to focus on how to overcome adversity and where I'm headed in the future and how I can help people along the way. So the docu-series is kind of going to be it's a dynamic in nature. I think it's going to start airing in July 19th, I think. But the shooting is almost like not, I don't want to mistake this at all or confuse me, but it's not reality TV. But it's reality TV in the sense that it's, it's not shot all and then going to be uh, uh, aired. It's going to be kind of shot as it's aired because my, my situation is dynamic and it is changing. So it's not day to day. What am I eating for breakfast? Who am I talking to? Not at all. It's, it's more meaningful content, more stuff like you're doing, uh, which is great. I've I watched several of your podcasts uh, just to get a feel for you. You inspire me. Uh, it's amazing uh, what you've been through, what, what you talk about and everything. It's like I'm looking at something that I aspire to do what you've accomplished. So I give you a lot of credit for what you've done for 30 years. Uh, it's amazing. So uh, I can't believe how diversified you are uh, within your career. So, uh, I think you may be the serial entrepreneur uh, on steroids. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure, but good for you. So docu-series, though, is designed to help people, inspire people while telling a story. And the book is 
complements that, but it goes into a little bit more detail, obviously. It's like any book, if you read Harry Potter, you know, the book has a lot more details than the movie. So there'll be a little bit more details, but the message will be consistent, uh, which is, you know, essentially what you just said, grow, continue to grow. And then as you grow, once these tragedies, whether they're personal, whether they're global, whether they're regional, you're going to be equipped. You're going to have the tools, you're going to have the mindset, you're going to have the strength of the mind. The mind is a very powerful thing. And if you have that, when we know all know that something's bad going to happen at some point, but how it affects you can be completely different than how it affects the, the, uh, the unprepared person. So by growing, you're not only enjoying life more, um, but you're prepared for when the inevitable downturns come or bad things happen, whether they're financial, personal, whether they're you know, physical, whatever they are, and you don't know. I believe we're all spiritual beings on a pathway. Uh, and I, I think, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Be nice if we did, but we don't. So we might as well be prepared and have a lot of fun doing it. And I think that's the message that I'm trying to do. And I, and I, don't, I think that I'm going to be doing it through outlets. I don't, you know, like this, talking to people, uh, educated people that have a good audience and try to share with them the message. Uh, and I think through the book and the series, we hope to accomplish those things. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. I can't wait to read your book and also to watch the docu-series. It's truly inspiring. And um, for my audience, my viewers and my listeners, they love actionable steps, you know, uh, serial entrepreneurs and amazing, inspiring guests like yourself, Robert. They like to hear what are some of the recommendations that you can um, you know, suggest certain rituals and habits for them to to try to apply at home. I know in many countries there are still lockdowns and people are working from home and they find it challenging. We're going into like 16, 17 months now of, of the COVID being hit globally. So what are some of the things you could recommend for somebody to improve their mindset to improve, you know, to just feel better, to be happier and to have a more positive outlook in life? Well, that's a very good question. And we could probably spend a couple of days on that one. But <laughs> I will tell you that I think like I, you, spending time on your personal self every day, day in and day out uh, is so important, whether it's 30 minutes, 20 minutes, hour or two hours, personal development by reading, by listening to podcasts, uh, is important. And if you, for some reason, can't do that, don't fill yourself with the news or things like that. That's information you don't need. It's not necessary and often manipulated, untrue, and it's fear-mongering and it's, it's not going to do, really, there's no benefit to it. What you, I read the four-hour work week by Timothy Ferris at 2009 when I was in Dubai and I read it three times in the three-week cruise I was on. And I remember him talking, and he had a quote in there, something about information overload. It's a little different approach about not reading, not listening to news, not focusing on that. I say it for a different reason. Is Like you just said, I wanted to add an additional thing. Is There's really not a whole lot of benefit to, to watching you know, all of that stuff uh, on a constant basis, for sure. Of course, you want to keep up with the general things, but you will feel a lot better if you can make a habit habit forming task so my recommendation is 
early morning or when you wake up, uh, doing something for yourself, whether it's meditation. Me personally, I do. I try to kill a couple of birds with one stone. So see, I have to do red light therapy for my skin. So I have a red light over me. Uh, and then I do the meditation. And then I'll listen to positive podcasts like this, or, you know, I'm learning to adapt because I used to read and I like to take notes. That's a little different for me now. So I, I'm learning audible. And so I'm doing that, or I have YouTube inspirational people like yourself or you know, Wayne Dyer, or just all kinds of different people. It doesn't matter. You can learn, like I said, from everyone. I'll have that playing. I'll just search Google uh, or YouTube, but it's inspirational, motivational, and just have that playing in the background while I'm working or doing anything. And then some kind of physical exercise is important. I think uh, uh, there's a new book out I just heard. I haven't read it yet, but I heard, caught some clips of that. Sanjay Gupta, I believe he's a, the neurosurgeon over at CNN, about creating pathways in the brain uh, and how you can, the best thing to create pathways, I, this, the little bit I read uh, was that just a brisk walk, not necessarily running where you get the adrenaline and the cortisone going, just a brisk walk and talking to a friend, either asking for help or sharing your problems with them will create new pathways in the brain and keep you healthier longer. Uh, it's like the Iggy guide from the, you know, the, the folks in uh, Okinawa. And I know you've got to be familiar with that, of course. Uh, so I think that, and to break it down simply is focus on yourself first, uh, because if you're a better person coming out of the house when you leave for work or when you stay, if you have to stay at home, you will be a better person uh, to everyone else out there. So I think focusing on yourself and always giving yourself time to be uh, by yourself or doing something uh, either to learn, to grow and, and some kind of physical activity is always important. And certainly I'm not a medical professional, but healthy eating <laughs> is important. You know, eat the rainbow, the color of the rainbows, uh, you know, all the, all the positive, good food and fish and all that. So I won't go into that because I'm not an expert, but in general, I always am conscious of what I put in my body now more so than I ever was before. Uh, so that's important to me. But uh, like I said, the most important thing is just, I spend quite a few hours, four hours a day, nurturing my mind and body in some level uh, because it's it, it just simply the benefits are so enormous that I can't imagine a day not doing that. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much, Robert. And I know earlier you mentioned when you are sort of working on your mindset and you are visualizing something that you'd like to achieve, um, I guess you couple this with positive emotions such as gratitude. You haven't mentioned it, but I know you probably do. So yeah. can you can you talk about the importance of gratitude when you are trying to manifest something in the future? It's, it's that's so important. Whether whether whatever your model belief is, when I grew up, I grew up uh, uh, in a Baptist Christian church, and my mother would teach us how to pray. And the very first thing she would say is, "You thank God, or your whoever your spiritual uh, um, being is. You thank." that person or that being or that energy first and foremost, because you have to be happy for what you have. If you're not happy with what you have today, you're not going to be happy with what you want because you, you, happiness is, doesn't matter. Personal belonging doesn't matter. Whatever you think, if you can't be happy right now, today, 
uh, then you're not going to be happy with what you think is going to make you happy. And I've seen it in examples where people, oh, if I hit the lottery, I'll be happy. And, you know, something will happen like that. Then they're not really happy. You can tell they're not. So gratitude is so important. It's the very first thing I say when I when I have my intimate moments with my with my higher power is that I won't go past anything or even start to talk about what I want until I think that I thank him or her for, you know, being here today and what I have, what I am blessed with. And it, that was hard for a while. I'm not going to lie. It was really hard after this accident to be thankful for having gone through all this, but I found a way to do it. And I am truly happy now. Now that doesn't mean there are days that we all don't get a little sad or down. Of course, that's, that's, human nature. I don't think that's avoidable, but the art of being grateful and happy is like a habit. It's a state of mind. And like you had just mentioned ago, if you, if you believe it's going to happen, I think if you just act like it's already happened, it, it kind of, everything falls into place, but you do have to be genuinely thankful, genuinely giving without any expectation of return and even though you know it's going to return in the future, it may not return from the individual, that's still not why you do it. You do it just because it makes you feel good. It's the right thing to do. But I will tell you, if you give in a way that you don't intend for anything to return back to you, it does. It, it does inevitably, whether it's five years from now, two days from now, it just does. And it's from a different level. It just does. Life is just better when you're thankful and you're happy. And I think that's as simple as it can be. Yeah, it's one of the laws of karma, isn't it? Yes. It's when you do it from that place without expecting anything in return, you, you know, you literally magnetize things into your life because you, in order for you to give, you know, from the goodness of your heart, you have to be at a certain energy. And I say to anyone that um, no one can change unless they change their energy. That's right. No one can change. So uh, wonderful what you said that, you know, for the listeners and viewers, it's not every day like, you know, sunshine and roses. Some days is more challenging. But if every one of you, I use this technique, I teach people, um, I know you have no hands, but you do it with your intention. You focus on your heart. So whether people have hands to place on their hearts, first thing in the morning, as soon as they open their eyes, or just focus your attention to your heart and you say, I am grateful to be alive. I am grateful for my eyesight. I am grateful for my health. If you just say these three things, now you can direct this to the higher being, to the energy, to the universe, gods, whatever you call, you know, whatever, you know, divine matrix, you know, quantum field, whatever your beliefs are, but there is this, outside of you and um, but also what is outside of you is also outside inside of me and inside of Robert and in this podcast and so it's all around us so you are thanking this energy which has created everything and everyone and it's very very important and when you feel a bit down during the day just remember go back to that state because you cannot be upset or sad or you know doubtful if you have truly experienced gratitude in your heart so don't just say the words you know like uh, try to feel them in your heart it's very very powerful 
It is powerful. And I will say one last thing on that issue is that I used to always hear the, the phrase, it's like riding a bike, you know, it becomes easier, whatever people were talking about learning when you were going to learn something. It's well, it's like riding a bike, you never forget it. Well, it's like any habit forming technique, but genuine. You can always go back to the place you're referring to in the morning when you're giving gratitude. If you're in the afternoon and somebody's upset you or so you got a little bit of bad news or something. It's much easier to do the 10th day you've done it than it was the first day and so on and so on. So it becomes habit forming. But it's as long as it comes from a place of genuine with no expectation and no resentfulness that someone doesn't give back. Uh, that you feel that you don't you don't think that way and I just never have so I think a part of it was my mother you know but I've always had empathy and I've always had belief to do well help others and you know it just kind of serves me well although some people may say Robert it didn't serve you well look what happened to you and I say no you know for a while I didn't think this way but now I look at this as an opportunity because it shifted my career which was focused in finance and real estate which I still thoroughly enjoy and plan on pursuing some level of that but it's changed my dynamics and I'm actually more excited and challenged now by this new uh, career path. And I don't know where in a year from now, if we were to talk, maybe even two months from now where I'll be, but I just know it's going to be an awesome journey and, and I'm excited about it. And so I, it's hard for anybody to imagine looking at what happened to me and thinking that's a positive thing, but I've turned it into a positive thing in my belief system because I've looked at it as an opportunity now to help other people that I may never have been able to touch before because I simply would never have interacted with them because of my career path before was only business focused on it. And now I'm focused on the business of helping people. Uh, and that in and of itself is exciting. My kids are excited about it. So my family's excited. So I'm excited uh, about it. And so it is an opportunity. I've turned a tragedy into an opportunity. And that's what every tragedy on every level needs to be done. You know, it's a, if you start to do that on a daily and regular basis, because everybody has negative things they run into, everything is an opportunity to do better, become better, and adapt and be happy. And it's a state of mind and it's, it becomes easier and easier. Yeah, and it's a state of being actually, rather than yes. just state of mind. It's incredible, right. and and I and you keep uh, circling back to the habits, 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 and these habits they become automatic habits, like right. you know, like brushing your teeth, like having a shower every day, like Zig Ziglar said, bathing. Um, you know, motivation is like bathing, recommended daily. So, you know, you should do it daily, right? That's you right. should do these rituals daily, not just, oh, I tried meditation once and it didn't work, or I read the book once and it didn't work. And you mentioned about neural pathways because I studied neuroscience for over 30 years. I, know, I saw that on your and, resume. And the, way, and the way it works is that when new synaptic connections, when we are learning something new, let's say people, when you release your book and people read your book and, and look at the, all the methods and techniques and tips and tricks and how to improve and overcome, right? And I recommend to people, if they just read it once, that they create a temporary synaptic connections in their brains. But usually, this is science, they prune apart and disappear within hours, within days. But if you study what Robert is writing about, if you study this podcast, then these synaptic connections, they grow stronger and stronger and become like a clusters in your brain, which becomes like a permanent memory. Now it's always there. 
but this takes sometimes of consecutive repetition. The more complex information, the more complex the skill, it takes a bit longer. Um, the new science coming out from London uh, King's College is saying 66 days on average for new uh, habit formation. Uh, that's the process. It used to be 21 days, but there was a myth. It was actually uh, demystified or sort of debanked, if you will. Uh, and it's not 21 days. It's actually 66 days, but up to 288 days depending on the complexity of the habit and also don't forget you wow. guys you might have a negative habits which need to be removed to put in place the positive ones you know so it takes some time so consistency i would say it's the key wow well i just learned something new that's phenomenal i you know i i was under the myth that it was 21 days so nope. um i always go past the 21 days i don't look at 21 and measure it so but you're that's imp that's impressive information that i didn't know i know that habit forming like you said is i agree with you consistency is important and a new habit is just as important as getting rid of an old habit um, and substituting it for something else or spending more time on a positive habit. So that's great information that I didn't know. See, this is why encouraging dialogue uh, just helps you grow. So I'm going to get off of this at some point and I'm going to get more excited about this new information and I'm going to look up yeah. the, the, that study, uh, the King's I'll, College. You said. I'll, I'll send you the link, yeah, and even the name of the lady and everything. But I want to also go back to another thing is that what you mentioned is that we all get knocked, you know, like we get that phone call, the letter, the email, the something, right? Maybe we get cut off in traffic and like, you know, we get out of balance. Our state of being is in the happy state and it be positive and all of that. But throughout the day, something happens, right? Outside of our control. So that's not a problem. I say to people, it's okay to get out of balance, but it's called this part is called refractory period. How long will you stay there? How long will you feel sorry for yourself? How long will you be angry? How long will you be down? You know, all that, which is opposite of being in a peak state. So that is the key. So that's why um, people like Robert, like myself, we use various tools and techniques to get ourselves back into that peak state. And that is what is why it is important to have these positive habits, to have these positive rituals daily, to when things come into your life, which are outside of your control, you don't stay there. Because if you do That's stay right. there, it, it actually, it, it's very detrimental to your health, to your well-being, to your happiness, to your success, to every area of your life, to your relationships, whatever it is. So it's very important to... Uh, listen to this podcast over and over again. When Robert's book comes out, uh, I believe it's going to be in 44,000 store, 44, stores around the world and, of course, online. So if people want to find out more about you, your work, your current work, uh, your book and your, your docu-series, where can they find you? They can find it. Uh, my name, Robert Hetzler. And then I'm a junior, jr.com. We have that information out there. Uh, and like you said, like I said originally, we're dynamic, so we're changing. So uh, they need to check back in. There may not be a lot out there now, but it's all coming. Uh, and the message will be clear. I'm hoping, and I can't 
I can't thank you enough for having me, but that was a, before, before we wind this up, that was phenomenal what you said. I wanted to touch on that about being able to change yourself. You know, when you do get knocked, whether it's a traffic, somebody cutting you off in traffic, or there was a time in mine where my life where I would get frustrated because I wanted to shower, you know, independently. There were certain uh, shower things on my on my wall that I'd have to press for the soap to come out, you know, because I didn't have hands. So they we had adapted something. And one day the 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 caregiver had forgotten to fill it up with soap and I got ready to take a shower. And it this was a year ago. So it blew me up. And I just it ruined my day. And at the end of the day I thought, why did I let that ruin my day? When all I had to do is open the door and ask for help. And it would have changed the entire day. I would have got more accomplished. I wouldn't have put this entire horrible toll on my mental state and my physical state. So to, just to add to what you said, and, and is that you're exactly right, is that being able to change it and change it quickly, because we all get knocked, but being able to come back uh, is what, you know, kind of defines us. And, and it's hard sometimes. It's definitely not easy, but it's it's very important what, what you just said, that people pick up, if anything, from this podcast. Is when you get knocked down, you can come back, no matter how small or how big. It's just a matter of how quickly you can do it. And listening to podcasts like yours and reading uh, books like yours and mine and things like that, those are all, and from other people, just filling yourself with information will only help you um, be able to do that quicker, uh, when the time comes, because we all know it's coming, because some of them are daily little things and some are bigger things. Uh, and coming back from those really is a, is a habit, being able to, to apply all the techniques and reading things multiple times. And like you, like I had said, I read that one book in Dubai three times in, in the three-week cruise. And you're right. I did not know the statistics on it, so I'm impressed. Uh, I appreciate you being a little bit more articulate about it than me, but it was the same thing, you know, the same concept is you got to take it in that multiple times uh, in order for it to become something you actually apply in life. Absolutely. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so people um, go to Robert's website, and you are, I know, all over social media as well. I guess LinkedIn, yes, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just your name, right? Right, my name. Yeah, there's only a few of me, and one of them is my dad. And, and so, sure. Sure. It's, it's, <laughs> that's you, why we had the junior on. To the yeah, end. you, you, the junior. Um, I'm gonna share some links in this podcast to Robert's social media and his website. Um, do you have a date when the book is going to be available for sale? I think we're expecting the book to be out about mid-September and the docuseries to premiere on July 19th. Do you have a title for the book? Burned is what we're thinking. Uh, we're working on a couple titles, uh, but Burned, uh, you know, surviving something about overcoming adversity. So, but it hasn't been worked out, but I think the series is called Burned. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure of the book. Uh, some more creative thinkers are, are helping me with that. Wonderful, wonderful. I mean, the, it's in the fi finishing touches. So yes. September for the book, and did you say July, end of July? For July 19th is the scheduled release date on Amazon. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Absolutely amazing. I, I, I cannot wait to see the docuseries and to, to buy your book. It was an absolute honor to have you on my podcast, The Human Experience, Robert. Um, I, I'd love to have more episodes with you. You are a truly inspiring human being. 
and um, I want to hear more of your wins every day. And I, let's, I let's keep inspiring. I would welcome the opportunity. And, and by the way, you don't have to buy the book. Uh, I will send you a copy. Uh, it may not be autographed because it's hard to write, but <laughs> yeah, I will send you a copy. But uh, you, I like how you phrase that wins. You know, you take, a, you take a win when you can get it. I was a baseball player when I was younger. So I always use that. So I, I, it's funny that you say that because i say that's a win for me i will check that mentally i won that that's it Win, little wins win. yeah wins this is it robert people are not taught globally human beings we are not taught to celebrate ourselves we are not taught to be our own cheerleaders we are unconsciously programmed to uh belittle ourselves to sort of you know blame ourselves to criticize ourselves to put ourselves down right and part of what I do when I coach my clients, um, they say it's very uncomfortable for me to look in the mirror and say, I am proud of you. So they make an eye contact. They say, I, they say their name. And then they say seven things they are proud of themselves for. And most of the clients tell me that this is very uncomfortable for them first couple of days. I'm going to try that. I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. My commitment to you is, I will try that. Sure. And do, I will do that. So, so if you're uh, gonna do it, if you're gonna do it, I'll tell you. There are three things, not just okay. one. So, first thing, I am proud of myself for seven things. Could be seven things each day for the next thirty consecutive days, or okay. you could slightly change them. You know, depends. Sometimes be flexible, right? The mm. next thing you do. This is in the morning when you're in the bathroom, you look in the mirror, you say seven things I forgive myself for. So I am proud, I forgive. And the third thing is seven things I commit to myself for. Before we can commit to anyone else, we have to commit to ourselves. Before we can forgive anyone else, we have to forgive to our, ourselves for whatever it is. And the forgiveness is very powerful. You can go back 20 years back, five years back, a week from today, you know, and you can go as far back as, as you want, like in your childhood. And trust me, when you release this, you feel like, you know, 20 tons have been removed from your shoulders. Yes, I, I know that from personal experience. Uh, and we can talk about that on the next time. Uh, forgiveness can be a good topic. If I, if you invite me back, we'll, we'll make that a topic because you're right. That That is a, a topic in and of itself. But the weight that you feel when you truly forgive, when you really, truly forgive it. And I didn't understand that until after this accident. So I had gone through 43 years of my life before this incident, thinking I knew what forgiveness was. And it was more than words. It's you really have to truly do it, commit to it and it. And then it's erased. And man, you're right. The weight is indescribable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Robert, again. Uh, it was an absolute pleasure. I see you in the next episode. I look forward to it very much. Thank you.